We better figure out an intro soon because we're we're going. We're going. We're going with this. We're this going with it. here. I didn't even do it. Brian made me. Fuck yeah! Let's do a backflip out of this fucking plane. I might be a little bit more. <laughs> well, happy belated Halloween. Yeah. Oh, did you do anything fun for Halloween? I went out to a show for Halloween, and I dressed up for that, but I didn't do anything Halloween-related for Halloween on Halloween, I should say. I've just been yeah. doing all that around it instead. Yeah, yeah. The co-worker had an um, after-Halloween party, if you will. <laughs> it, was, it was on Saturday, so, yeah. Yeah, middle-of-the-week Halloweens are kind of cool because you get, like, a couple of weeks of Halloween. Yeah. And, like, buffering it, but right. also it kind of sucks because it's in the middle of the week. Right, right. So there's not too much going on. Like, yeah. even when I went out to the concert for Halloween, like, no one else was really dressed up. There's a few mm. people dressed up, but, like, hardly anybody was dressed up. And no matter what I'm doing on Halloween, I'm fucking dressing up. Right. I mean, my, my Halloween was driving my car out to get detailed. <laughs> I mean, I guess it got clean, so it took off its costume. <laughs> right, right. Uh, and then after that, I went home and played video games. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that kind of what happened with that. Uh, but it's a nice little drive out to where the guy that does the detailing is at. So it was got home by like 7 or something. Oh, that's not bad. Before the snow hit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was weird. I was driving back home, and I was like, oh. It's definitely snowing. Like, yeah, this is getting heavier. <laughs> yeah, it snowed on Halloween this my year. Fa- my favorite thing is like in college when it was snow on Halloween and all the girls are still in skimpy ass outfits. Oh, always. Like, I'm fucking cold. Like maybe you should have you know thought about that when you yeah, picked your outfit. It, but exactly. I mean, exactly. Or carry appreciate around it. pajama pants and like a sweater and then take it off. <laughs> right. One of the two. Right. But yeah, I don't know. I didn't see many people out on Halloween this year, but it was also windy and kind of rainy mess. It was fun. It was definitely windy. It was crazy windy on, on Halloween. Actually, for most of the end of that week was crazy windy. Oh, yeah. It's been crazy windy the last few weeks. Like, that's why t- a couple weeks ago I had to cancel my skydive because it was getting up to, like, 20-mile-an-hour winds. Nice. So if it's getting 20-mile-an-hour winds on the ground, the uh, the streams up top, up above the uh, clouds are way faster. Right. <laughs> what else have you been up to this past week? Uh, not too Well, actually, a lot. Not, <laughs> I'm saying not too much, and I'm like, wait, no, a lot happened. But I've had a lot of like downtime and reading time to myself, so it felt like not too much and nice and relaxing. Like I would feel like I've needed, but also I did a shit ton at the same time. Yeah. Like last Tuesday, I went ahead, and in the morning, I finally got my skydiving. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty fucking sweet. Me and Karma went to go skydiving. Got there, and... The dude's like, so, yeah, any of you jumped before, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, I've jumped before. He's like, so you want to pull your own ripcord? I was like, oh, like, that's something I'm allowed to do when I'm attached to you. He's like, fuck, yeah, you're allowed to do it. You just got to know how to do it. You want me to teach you? So ran me through, like, a quick five-minute ordeal of how I had to be able to figure out how to pull my cord. Like, mm-hmm. I got an altimeter on my hand this time. Uh, so I got to figure out actually where I was. Like, we jumped out at 10,500 feet because I went second, and... Then we were going to turn in the air, and so he was going to direct the first turn. Then he told, showed me how to direct the second turn, which is really fucking easy. You just put your arm out, and you start yeah. turning in that yeah. direction. I was like, man, this is going to be complicated. And it's like, <laughs> nope, nope, That's... the wind took care of it all. Right. It, it's uh, it's very similar to being in the water. You know, if you're if you're kicking with your legs and you kick hard enough, you start yeah. putting your arms out. They're, they're great rudders, that and they, they'll start changing your direction and stuff. That's that's why I'm not that surprised by that. It's like being in the water, but with an extremely strong current oh. from always underneath you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's, I mean, it's it's similar, but different. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. But I, it, it, it is similar, and I never thought about that before. So he showed me how to do that. Then he's like, all right, then after we do that, you're going to have to keep your eye on the altimeter. And once we get past 7,000 feet, you pull the ripcord, and that means the shoot's going to deploy at like 6,000 feet because you made a decision at 7,000. Okay. That's how fast you're falling. Right, right. And so I'm like, all right, so you showed me how to do everything. We walked through it a few times. How many seconds do I have to do this all in? He's like, oh, you got 30 seconds. It's like, (laughs) all right. My first time I went skydiving, I didn't process the free fall all that well. Mm -hmm. Like jumped out of a plane and then all of a sudden it's like, holy fuck, I just jumped out of a fucking plane and fall at like 100 miles an hour terminal velocity. Like, holy shit. Whoa, this is weird. This is new. And it felt like it was over like that. And guy was pulling the parachute. This time, I don't know if it's because I did it before or because I was focused on doing something else during it, but the free fall took a lot longer for me, and I was able to process what was going on during it. I, like, was able to actually turn. Like, it actually felt like it took a half a minute, not 
30 seconds, like mm-hmm. the short end of the stick. That was an interesting thing, but it, it was funny because we go and we get in the plane after the pilot actually gets there finally, and he's just been messing around with the plane, getting it ready, and then he goes to turn it on and it doesn't start the first time. It sputters, <laughs> but no one fucking says shit. And I've been talk- talking to Karma on the way down. She's like, yeah, honestly, I think we would be most nervous about the ride up out of anything. Right. And then so me inside my head, I'm like, God damn it the thing that she's most scared of probably is about to ju- like not most scared of like i don't think we're about to die but that probably can't be good for her if she's already in her head and then all of a sudden the plane doesn't start the first time around but right no one said anything and it started the second time <laughs> so i was like all right we're just gonna roll with this and obviously they did too because that's all we had to do is roll mm-hmm. off the landing <laughs> but in one of those rickety old uh Cessna 183s, and I think this plane was even rickier than my first one, but I didn't say that, once again, because Karma was already nervous. The guides ended up being Swedish ship. We were hanging out on the ride up, obviously, and we're attached to the two people. So we're just talking and whatnot when we can hear each other past the wind. And the guide's telling me about how, like, to get certified, it's about a college tuition or a tech school tuition. But after you do that, you can literally have a job anywhere. Like once the season's done here in Ohio, and he lives in Ohio, his family's in Ohio, that's why he lives here. He's going to Hawaii to work and do <laughs> vacation for the, the winter because he's like, yeah, I can go there, I can work, I can jump a few times a week, make enough money to keep like just survivability out there, and then yeah. I'll come back to Ohio and keep doing the regular job. Nice. I'm like, shit, I never thought about that. And he's like, yeah, I could literally like go to Dubai if I wanted to. Like tandem instructors are never not wanted i guess right same time you got to like pretty much go to school again to do that because well you don't got to go to school but the amount of jumps you have to pull off to do that is the equivalent of school tuition oh yeah so we were talking about that and then like because i was like all interested of how you orient yourself in the air and like know north and south because if you jump out like south facing and you need to go facing north like how do you know right away if you've never jumped this location where north is and apparently like all roads or all major roads in the united states run like northeast southwest so that's the way to tell like you try to find the way uh roads are going diagonally and follow that and then also you just i guess learn have the instinct of where the sun is in the sky at all Mm -hmm. times because that's your number one pointer like if it's the morning it's going to be in the east if it's uh, a night it's going to be in the west and then Based upon if it's summer or winter, it's going to be a little oblong in one of those directions. So it's like, oh, that's really cool. I never thought about that. So just random things that would have never thought about that have to go into skydiving and orienteering and all that stuff. But I made Karma jump out first because I was like, if you're already scared, you're going first because I've already skydived. <laughs> and I know what it looks like when someone like just disappears because you're you're in a small ass plane, like literally enough for you people to be crouched in the back. And right. then the first person goes and they open the door and then the wind just starts coming in because it's an 80 mile an hour fucking wind when you're going against the wind or whatever, but still flying at whatever speed you are. Karma got freaked out by that a little bit, but they get out onto the little step and they jump. And as soon as someone jumps, when you're going at that speed, the wind's working against you mm-hmm. and gravity's pulling you down. They just disappeared. Oh, gone. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing. And so I was like, you're fucking jumping first because if you have any hesitation, I don't want you to get freaked out by me being there one second <laughs> and then me being gone one yeah, second. Yeah. Because after that, you don't see him until their uh, shoot opens up. So she went first and jumped out. And then the guy looks at me. He's like, so you've been you've done this before already. And we, we gave you some extra stuff. But you want some more extra stuff? I'm like, well, fuck yeah. I'm like, what extra stuff can I get? He's like, we're doing a backflip. <laughs> doing like, tricks fuck yeah let's do a backflip out of this fucking plane so lined me up on the uh landing put my head back when uh he signaled we were ready to go as soon as i put my head back and it's weird because we're doing a backflip but we're tilting backwards towards the plane's wing and like all the supports that go out to the wing so like in your head you're like i'm about to hit this but as soon as you're no longer in contact with the plane all that wind resistance and everything just stops you and you're instantly going miles an hour less than they were yeah and so you hit nothing and that's really cool so i was able to like see the plane or see myself falling away from the plane rather than just seeing myself fall towards the ground this time then we leveled out we did our turns and everything and i found the altimeter right at seven thousand feet pulled the fucking ripcord and i don't know why but the time the parachute deployed when i first went 
really fucking sucked. I don't know if it's because the positioning of where things were at or whatnot, but it was not a comfortable parachute ride down. This one made sure to make sure things were completely <laughs> out of the way of everything else, and it was way smoother. And then the guy's like, so you ready to take over? And I'm like, wait, I get to fucking fly us? These guys, like, they're like, yeah, yeah, no, you get to fucking take control of the parachute. Last one, I didn't get to do that at all. So I just got to, like, fucking do twirls, corkscrews, mm -hmm. well, not full corkscrews, but, like, spiraling downwards corkscrews, yeah. and just a bunch of random tricks. And then I'm like, can we fly through a cloud? He's like, well, we're an airplane, so we're not allowed to go through a cloud because we don't have instruments. So we got to fly through the edge of it. And I was like, shit, I've never realized that before. As soon as you jump out of a plane and you have any type of device that stops you from falling, you're an aircraft. And so you have to provide, go by all F, not FDA, F, SA? Um, Whatever the flight regulations are. I, I'm thinking of the Food Association. Yeah, that, no. That threw me all off. One of those little random things you learn every day. So got to go through the cloud and do a bunch of maneuvers and then hit the ground and I don't know. I wasn't... FAA. FAA. That's what it is. I was like, FSA is wrong, too. I know that. But this time I wasn't as, like, pumped up for, like, days on end as I was after the first jump. But this was still sweet as shit. Especially because I got to pull my own ripcord, did a backflip out of the plane, and got to actually control where I was going. But then after that, uh, later that night, Tuesday night, we went to go see Postmodern Jukebox. Or Jukebox. I found out for years I've been saying it Jukebox, and it's called a Jukebox. Yeah. Never knew that. And no one has ever corrected me until Karma did. She's like, is it called a fucking Jukebox? What is a Jukebox? And I was like, isn't that like the thing you put money into and it plays music? She's like, that's a Jukebox. Yeah, it, I mean... Yeah, I'm fucking retarded. It, it that, that, I mean, at the, to a certain point, I guess it becomes... Tomato, where it sits tomato. in the lexicon, yeah, tomato, tomato. Yeah. It's, it's your preference, I guess. You know, my brother and his wife are there. Interesting. I thought I heard someone say Sam at one point. I'm wondering if it was them. I don't but I'm sure so. he would have said he yeah, saw Yeah, he me. didn't say he saw you. Um, he was surprised. He was like, wait, I wonder who else I knew was there. Yeah. No, that was a fucking great show. That, like, yeah. they, they were really good. The tap dancer dude came out and he tap danced out some Mario songs. That's what he it said, was pretty yeah. epic. Then the drummer and the tap dancer had a battle on the tap dance stage. So the drummer came up, played his sticks on the little wooden stage, and the tap dancer like would do a riff. He'd do a riff and go back and forth. Then they tried to show each other up. One of the little unique things I've never seen because I've never seen the tap dancer on stage like that before, mm -hmm. other than like a play or something. They just were really good. They did a lot of good hits. The Agora set everything up really fucking weird though. <laughs> Every tier in there that's usually like a, a standing tier was all filled with chairs even the pit like i had told you before but they're all flat sections and then they go up to another stared section and they're flat again so every just unfoldable metal chair there was at the same level so like short old people in the back couldn't see shit and mm -hmm. karma were tall and we also didn't get put in our actual seats because we got in there and the bouncers were like being valets at that point and telling people where to go yeah and the bouncer we got was this like mexican dude and he's like dude i'm a fucking stray bouncer i'm gonna tell you that i don't even know where these seats are at <laughs> you can ask someone else or we can wait till i find a paper that says where seats are at because none of them were numbered or anything either. yeah okay and so we're like we'll go ask that dude down there and the dude's like well i, I don't know where the fucking seats are this is in my section and we're like <laughs> well, where should we go? Can we just stand here with you? He's like, no, you're not allowed to stand here, but you could go just sit in those random seats over there. <laughs> and then the people behind us got annoyed and then they couldn't see and we're like, fuck this, we're going to stand in the back and then we ended up just going up to the upstairs and sitting, which was much better view anyway because it's a full orchestral like band type deal mm -hmm. and being able to see down on them is much better than just see being able to see them levelly, I think. But overall, really fucking kick-ass show. Definitely will go out to see them again anytime they come around. They didn't have, like, one of the main singers we were hoping for, but they did have, like, a rotating cast of, like, 10 people who came in and out of stage, mm -hmm. but they're also a rotating band of, like, 30 people, so yeah. you can't take everybody on tour with you. Yeah, they, I, say, I remember uh, at one point my brother had gotten tickets for for him and his wife uh, for Christmas, so when they were doing, like, their, uh, maybe they weren't doing their Christmas stuff, but they, it was it was a Christmas present, I remember, and then I, I couldn't remember if he said he got tickets this time around. I was talking to him after when we were at the Monsters game. Yeah. He said it was a really good show. I was going to say, I'm sure him and uh, him and his wife definitely liked it. After that, just hung out most of the week. And then fr or Thursday, went to another show and went to go see Mike Franti at the Agora for Halloween. And that was a fun show. It was really cool because I ran into one of my parkour instructors and his girlfriend. And his girlfriend's actually been going through cancer treatment for a brain tumor. So like she's got the radiation hair and everything. 
and Mike Ferranti called her up on stage, and all of a sudden I'm like, I fucking know that person. Wait, shit, that means Kamalika's here. So if Kamalika's here, that means Matt might be here. I know people here. (laughs) Like, it was one of those shows. I didn't know anybody there. Yeah. Me and Evan went, and I just didn't know anybody. But it was a really good show. One of those random impromptu shows that I didn't expect I was going to, but was really good, and I was really happy to have gone to. He's really uplifting music, like get through your problems and life doesn't have to be bad type deal but in a jammy not sappy sort of way like happy uplifting dancey sort of way mm-hmm. all the other seats were still there like the pit was opened up but they had seats in every of the tiers too no oh, so i had... don't know if the agora is going to continue to do that like i know because i was there at the agora for um that rancid show and the pit was open there were no chairs down there but they have like tables and stuff it's like that i think the whole bottom section was like general admission when we went yeah and then you can pay to like pay a little bit more and you can be up in the balcony and like all the general admission there are like tables and stuff there i think that's just to accommodate people who want to grab a beer grab food and whatever and sit stand around yeah yeah but the the pit and stuff was all open yeah those tables were all gone and replaced with metal just deck chairs okay it was interesting so don't know if that's going to be a continued uh, trend or not. I really hope not, especially because those seats are actually more expensive than the seats on the second tier oh, okay. or the like upper upstairs. So, yeah, I I will probably be buying upstairs tickets more often than if that's how they're going to keep doing things, except if Pitt's still general admission. Mm-hmm. I'll do that. Went from that Friday night. I went and I finally saw Three from Hell because I found out you could rent it. And that's the third movie in the rob zombies house of thousand corpses series okay and it was really fucking good uh it's not as good as devil's rejects i don't think after a first watch through but it's definitely better than house of a thousand corpses if i had to say anything about the series it feels like devil's rejects is number one and then three from hell was a sequel to it and then house of a thousand corpses is a actual prequel that would have come out later is what it feels like or how the series should have been done yeah but it's not how it is. So if anybody's interested in them, I'd say watch them in that order. And then you get the background of everything that happened, like in The Hobbit, like everything <laughs> that brought, led up to the ring needing to be taken from or for Frodo came from The Hobbit, which actually came later on. Right. And I think that would have been a better way to release these movies. Obviously, the creative process didn't work that way. But the direction he took the movies in well, works that way very well. Yeah. Uh, it depends on where in the creative process that that uh change happened did he have them all written and then people optioned you know they they were like okay we'll give you the money to do uh this one then this one and then i will all right you, you've done what we want to do for this one so we'll let you do this other one last or something that is true i don't know because with rob zombie it's very possible that he did have the entire thing written out yeah and then it was like yeah no we, we got to start you out with something small right not not knowing like how he's getting his his money like how production side of that was going mm-hmm. um just because i've been uh, listening to like kevin smith and them talk about you know how how creating movies work it's like he has these ideas and he'll take like he had an idea for clerks three and he had gone around trying to get it done but everyone was like no we don't want to do that movie mm-hmm. and he's kind of happy because he's actually going to do clerks three but it's with a completely different script now and it'd probably be better yeah um but you know, it, it, you have you can have ideas, and if nobody wants to option it, then it sits, you know, waiting for either you to make the changes that need, that need to be made, so people will pay for it. Because I mean, unless you have the money to, to front yourself, if you've got the money to front yourself, then you got nothing to worry about. But if you need, um, like a production company to come in and, and give studio you studio yeah. and all that good stuff, yeah. If you if you need somebody to back you, then they want to you know have faith in the project very true so that's it, it really depends on what his production side looked like it may have influenced how they were put out but i i don't know offhand yeah i, I don't know i gotta i gotta see again i i'm pretty sure that this will be my second favorite movie in the series and i think what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna go buy it tonight and then watch it in the order i just said and yeah. see how it holds up as like running through like that because you really don't know need to know all the reason why people in devil's rejects you know they killed the people they killed a lot of people and they're on the run now and that's all you really need to know to be satisfied with that movie so mm-hmm. going from that and then the second movie or the third movie three from hell being a continuation of that exact story it which is still a continuation of house of a thousand corpses but they're just such different movies house of a thousand corpses is like a haunted house horror type movie whereas the other two are 
grungy slasher shock horror movies mm-hmm. that are about people being on the run. I feel like I saw Devil's Rejects. Oh, it's such a good movie. One of my favorite movies. Those movies. I want to say I borrowed like, it from like an act from a, well a girlfriend at the time. It was like years and years ago. You can always borrow them from me. These movies have some of my favorite quotes in them. <laughs> Especially when Otis goes to kill this dude and he's like, what, you believe in God? Call call your God down on me down. Where's your God now? And then just kills him. Yeah. I don't know. Those are the fucking type of serial killers I like who will challenge your belief before they kill you, make you disbelieve. Just breaks someone down at yeah. such a soul level. Gonna destroy you from, from the soul out, from the inside out. Uh, I might be a little bit morbid, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, then fittingly, the next day I went to go and do another ghost hunt. This was an impromptu one though, because I had to go lead a meeting at eight o'clock. Well, I didn't have to lead a meeting; I got to go lead a meeting. I, I like talked really fast through it, and I think that's partially because I kind of wanted to go to this ghost hunt, but <laughs> yeah. I still got through all the material I usually get through. And everybody said it was a really good lead, but I, I ended about like 10 minutes sooner than I normally do, maybe five minutes earlier. And then I didn't have too many comments, so I was like, perfect. The meeting got out by nine instead of like ending at nine and then people continuing to talk. So I went and I was like, well, I know Melinda. She's a psychic, uh, I guess kind of pronounced psychic in the area. She runs a ghost hunt at the Parma Armory a few times a year. It's like, well, shit, I know Melinda. The ticket's already off sale, but it said something about door sales. I'm just going to drive out there, get there before 10 o'clock and see what happens. So I show up for a fucking ghost hunt in a full on suit. <laughs> and I walk down the hallway at the armory after someone lets me in. I'm like, hey, Melinda, what's up? She's like, who are you? Do I know you? Because <laughs> they only ever see me in like my pagan hippie clothes. And then I get up close to her. She's like, Sam, shit. I didn't realize that was you. I'm like, yeah, I, I let a meeting before this. So I just wear a suit before when I do those. So kind of showed up in a suit. She's like, well, you could show up in anything and still ghost hunt. But it was a cool, interesting little ghost hunt. There's probably 10 of us there total compared to like the 20, 25 people of the last one last week. It was much more spiritually and energy based than the last one being very technical and debunking based. Yeah. Like I, I won't say no one there debunked anything because I was definitely trying to debunk shit. But Melinda being a psychic or a medium, she's, of course, going to be doing her thing and uh, hawking her trade. And so she was very active in, like, trying to ask people what they were feeling. And she did a couple of, like, guided, like, energy sessions in a couple of rooms. Like, for me, there was a couple of times where I definitely did feel like I felt something. I already feel like I'm a little in tune to energy, which could just be my psychology like mental issues just coming out being like oh i I can feel things but i don't know but when someone's also describing things to you and like hypening things up i can see where your mind would trick you very easily and i will never take that thought out of my mind especially when i'm trying to be objective and skeptical but still being a believer about the situation right because like at one point i definitely did feel like an overwhelming sense of calm come over me at one point and i was in no weird way calm i was more if anything anxious because i'm on a spiritual medium ghost hunt and i don't know what to expect like how they're gonna run it and is it gonna be cheesy which it wasn't per se cheesy but it was what you can expect from something ran from someone who is a medium and someone in the pagan community i'll put it that way yeah so I, I was ready for what it was. I'm sure any normal skeptic would go in there and be like, this is cheesy as fuck. Definitely can't say that anything really happened to me. Or, and I obviously cannot bring any evidence forth of any energy I felt or anything. But I also felt like I had my hand squeezed at one point, which I've never had anything like that happen. Like it actually felt like there was pressure around my hand. Could be crazy. I don't know. I can't prove it. But it was something that I felt. That was in the original... I think it was original range, shooting range, where someone actually had a heart attack. There was a bunch of fights in there. Because this Parma Armory used to be the Army Reserves Armory, where they used to house tanks that used to be a barracks and used to be a gun range Okay. for training. So there's a lot of random shit that happened there. Uh, a lot of reported rapes, of course, because it was a barracks and things like that. So high energy levels, if you believe in energy levels, based upon past traumatic experiences that occurred there. So that was kind of interesting to just be able to walk around there and 
hang out in there, especially because it's active shooting range. I mean, everything else was locked up, and it's just odd that active shooting range would allow a ghost hunt for people to stay there till 4 o'clock in the morning. Hey, man, uh, extra money is extra money. Yeah, this is true. But it, it, it was cool, especially this time, to go by myself. And it's not that I'm scared of the dark, but when you're in the mindset of anticipating, you hope you see something, but also putting in your mind, like, I hope I don't trick myself into seeing something because I hope I see something, if that makes sense. Yeah. You go into a dark room, you close the door behind you, leave all the lights off, and of course your your heart rate's going to raise, and like natural human instinct is going to kick in of like, I'm in a dark room with something that could be in here, because I want it to be in here, but it probably isn't in here. And so, you know, getting the type of feelings. But it was cool to experience that on my own, not with someone else with me, where I automatically feel more secure because I'm not the only buddy in the room. Right. So that was really cool, kind of one of those other little growing areas of like, yeah, I could just go explore anything by myself if I ever wanted to because I was able to do it this time. So there's nothing ever to be able to stop me from that. I did have a couple of other weird experiences. When we were in the archery room, me, Melinda, and her friend Lucy, we were up there just talking and just seeing if we felt anything up there, seeing if anything would talk back to us on recorders. And then one of the girls who was in the group ran upstairs and she was like, did you guys drop anything in here? This is directly above that original shooting range I was talking about before. I'm like, no, we didn't drop anything. We've just kind of been sitting here talking. She's like, okay, I can't hear you talking, but you're sure no one like dropped something, like blatantly dropped something on the ground. We're like, yeah, no, that didn't happen. She's like, okay, I definitely heard something. So later in the night, I was in the shooting range, uh, below the archery range by myself alone, and I definitely heard a fucking thump on the ceiling too. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. That sounds like maybe what she would have said before. And so I was like, well, I got to try to debunk that too. So I'm going to walk upstairs, see if anybody's upstairs. On my way upstairs, the entire rest of the group sitting and just chatting. And it's like two o'clock in the morning in the lobby. And I'm like, so no one's upstairs? They're like, no. I'm like, no one came downstairs? They're like, no. I'm like, okay, I think I heard that same drop. So I'm going to go check it out. Went up there, hung out for like 10 minutes and did not see or hear anything at all. Mm-hmm. I don't know what would have made that dropping noise. I don't know how many feet of flooring are in between it or what's in maybe ducting or piping but there was definitely a noise made there can't say what it came from guessing it's probably something to do with the infrastructure of the building though but one of those moments where i got excited where i was like "Ooh, there's actually something to fucking debunk right and got to go and do it but that was a fun time and i'm kind of excited because melinda afterwards i helped her put everything away and she's like so yeah uh you're going to be my volunteer from now on if you want to volunteer. And it's like, oh, what's, what's that entail? She's like, you get to come here and then volunteer, help walk people around if you want to, but do do what you did tonight. Do your own thing if you want to. It's like, fucking perfect. I'm apparently getting into the ghost hunting world now too as a volunteer. <laughs> so I don't know. I'll take all the random coincidences that come along as they do and find my path as I do. Yeah. That was about it for like all the excitement, crazy things that happened this week. Other than that, I played bolt action with Alex yesterday because I got my British Army, <laughs> and it came in two days, so I was like, yeah, I feel like playing. Then I was talking to Alex, and we're like, yeah, yeah, let's play a game. And so went over there, played a game, and we did a 750-point match. First time bringing out tanks and, like, heavy guns. That that was an interesting round one. He shot at my big anti-tank gun, killed two of the crew. I got a really lucky shot on his tank and immobilized it, and that changed the whole game from there on out. Yeah. Because he had to run his units off my table edge, for three points, get them in my deployment zone for two points, or kill my units for one point. And all I had to do was keep them from getting off the table. And every unit that I killed, I got two point points for. So I didn't kill his tank, but thank God I stopped it halfway up the field where it could only see half of the field so that I was able to hide my troops and hide my vehicle away from it so it couldn't just blow me the fuck up. If I had not done that, I guaranteed I probably would have lost that match. But instead, I was able to scrape out with the eight point to five point win, I believe it was, with uh, Alex running up the field. He got one unit into my deployment zone, but nothing got off the field. Had he got one unit off the field, I don't think I would have won. I think we probably would have ended in a draw or something. Okay. But really fun game. Really happy with how the British play. They're completely different units than my German army is, and there's a lot more like small assault ammunition fire, like SMGs. So it it makes me need to get my infantry up the field faster without getting killed so it's kind of cool to be able to play with a different play style altogether. but how's the week been for thomas busy <laughs> busy week for you too yeah uh so let's see tuesday we had our, our game group 
we continue down with the Motley crew. Where did we leave off last? Oh yeah, I was I was being I was proving my worth to the to the pirate captain, so I didn't get sold off, and or possibly killed. <laughs> so, so this uh, is right after you made that shot and put away your rifle or your uh, pistol. Yeah, yeah. So I shot I shot the guy with with her gun, and then I had my gun at her stomach and put away. We pick up like. A little bit after that, they we apparently have done a couple missions. We're on, we're on one mission, and uh, we're in this mansion, and we're going through like probably lower levels to where like their their storage and stuff is for all the, the fancy shit. And uh, Bex's character, this is this is all stuff uh, Brian is narrating. Okay, so this isn't like Bex made this choice. This was Brian narrating it. Also, her her um, obligation was rolled, so. You know, her obligation is an obsession over force related like items. If there's something, if it has like some inscriptions on it that seem force related and, you know, very any kind of relic or something like that. As Brian's describing it, you know, we're going through this mansion and we're trying, we're, we're looking for whatever it is, some valuable thing. And there's this stone sitting out that's you know, this ruby and it has his inscriptions on it. And it catches Bex's character's eye, uh, Navi, catches Navi's eye. And uh, she walks over and she sees it has some, some force inscriptions on it. And she, she grabs it and sets off the alarm. Motherfucker abooed us. <laughs> I was like, God, as he's describing, I'm like, you're about to, she's going to, she's going to abu us, isn't she? She's going to go full abu on us. And she did. She grabbed it. She's like, I didn't even do it. Brian made me. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but but he was, did something he knew she would probably do. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's what her character would have done. Um, so, so she sets off the alarm and then we, uh, we get control over our characters as the security guards are coming in on us and their security guards so they just have stun stun weaponry so navi and sue get into the the air ducts well i before they jump into the air ducts i try to make a a, a, a shot i <laughs> i was trying to to close like a blast door and close out the uh the guards so they couldn't get to us yeah but apparently i the the lock that i shot uh, dropped a different door oh <laughs> Well, that doesn't help because <laughs> I failed. <laughs> I had advantage, and but and then like washed everything else or something happened like that. So Bex or so Sue and Navi jump into the the air duct to try and get away from these guys. I try to do the same, fail miserably. <laughs> it didn't um, work. And so, <laughs> so I drop down and get get some cover, um, and then I, when I go to make my my second shot, I. I, I once again I don't succeed in my shot, but I have enough. Like I think I had a triumph, or it, it was a triumph is what I had. And so I was like, I, I was kind of like, well, it, we're so early in this, I'm not really sure what the fuck to do with this. I'll take any suggestions. And like the suggestion that came up was, uh, I shot at my the where I shot, um, it like bounced and hit the air ducts and dropped an air duct in front of the security guards. So now I'm blocking their path. Yeah. Uh, they can still get through. It doesn't like completely block their path. They so they try to move it and make it more difficult for Brian to make that roll. Of and course. so he can't. He couldn't. He couldn't move it. The other guy tries to crawl underneath it, but get gets stuck. <laughs> and then there's like He's the last. <laughs> then so you have the last group of people. Uh, meantime, like my character and um, Uzel uh, were the only two that didn't get into the ducks originally. So we were. We were shooting at the at the guards. And who's Uzel? She is the Tealik. Okay. Uh, she was the Tealik with the, the grenade. The grenades. Bandit, okay. Yeah. I had a feeling that was that yes. bitch, but I wasn't sure. That's who it was. Uh, so she, because she got, she got roped in with us. So she's there with us. Um, and, and so we're shooting out with the guards. Uh, Sue decides uh, that, or well, uh, Greg decides that his character Sue is going to drop down and she's going to help us out uh, shooting at these guys to try and you know end this fight and, and at, while we're doing this bex's characters uh navi navi um goes further in and is kind of like looking through the ducks to see if she can find a way out so that way you know we can maybe use the ducks to get out and survive yeah um so she keeps moving around and she sees she finds some stuff and eventually she comes along uh, well, she, so first she comes along a fan, like one of those big fans at the top of an air duct. And she's like, oh, I'll, I'll shoot it. You're standing underneath it. And you're going to shoot the big fan that's above you. She's like, well, I mean, what else am I going to do? Like, 
you could like you you just said you had a knife you could jam it mm-hmm. if you can get up there um i mean if you want to shoot it we'll let you shoot it but you're also right below it <laughs> think about this <laughs> like brian's really trying to don't do that <laughs> without saying that <laughs> he really doesn't want to get party kills anymore he doesn't he i, I honestly he uh he he does it he sh- he attacks within reason um he, he and he'll definitely like try and like move it around and spread it out if he can but he tries to do it like within reason he's not like it's one of those things if i just put a big shot on onto something it's probably going to make them angry and they're probably going to shoot back at me yeah it's reasonable um it doesn't help if he rolls like crazy good and destroys my character in one shot but that's the way the dice falls kind of exactly. like you know every other game with dice he doesn't he doesn't really try to kill us he, he really tries to kind of spread it out and save you from stupidity yes but sometimes we will you know continue to stick with what we got and then we you know pay the price but yeah. so so Bex finds like okay fine I'll just continue on so she continues her character continues on while uh, while the the other group is still shooting it out with these uh these guards I after failing two shots I murdered one one set I forget who it may have been one of the the like senior no it wasn't one of the senior guards it was it was definitely one of the groups and like me and Uzel having like banter like see I told you I was a good shot <laughs> like going back and forth and then but so. Bex's character continues on and she finds this room looks like it has an exit but it also has these two paintings in there one of them looks really valuable and the other one looks kind of it's a kind of like a tablet uh, like a stone tablet type thing with like again force inscriptions on it it's the Rosetta Stone of the Force pretty much it's kind of if you wanted to, to think about it so her character and this is under her control goes for it and uh and she she fails her um i want to say maneuverability role but so it's whatever type of role he had her make um and so she fails it and then she gets trapped in in like a a force field cone thing and so she's kind of stuck there until we can finish what we're doing Uh (laughs) uh-oh so we we finally finish our fight and uh and then we crawl through the vents and we get over to this room and, you know, he describes it and he's like, like, do I see anything else? He's like, no. I'm like, all right, then I guess I shoot the the piece that's keeping this force field up on her. So she, so I shoot that, let her out. <laughs> and then she grabs the tablet. I'm like, hey, uh, we failed to get whatever it was we originally came here for. Uh, but do we want to show up to the pirates empty handed? Mm-hmm. like no that painting looks really valuable we should take it let's take it <laughs> so so we walk out with a couple of paintings and stuff so when we then we immediately meet up with the pirates they have a bunch of other stuff because we set off the alarm and all the guards came to us and not to them of course uh so they have a bunch of other stuff and we have some stuff to add to it and uh then we, we part ways with the pirates but the pirates uh, the pirate captain says hey if you ever want to you could always come back and join us <laughs> wink wink <laughs> wink wink hint hint um so then we, we get on a ship we we go to uh concordia conquered dawn conquered dawn conquered dawn concordia is where i want to go <laughs> conquered dawn is where we go uh and uzel parts ways with us and sue is going to meet up with her contact that she was supposed to meet up with like probably a week ago at this point Uh-oh. uh that well the original we meet date would have been like probably a week ago but she was like i can't make it can we do something else and he set up a different thing for her so now we're and now we are starting this mission for him uh to kind of get uh sue out of his debt okay he's an indentured servant of pretty much so we get this this uh this whole thing goes down and you know all the talking goes on i try and find out some information for my character for stuff that i wanted and but we get this this mission where we have to take these these three crates and we got to swap them with some other crates on uh, on mandalore so we gotta we gotta land we gotta go to to the ship that that's already gonna be docked there we gotta go in there we gotta pull these crates off get them over to this other side of this uh this dock area and put them on a different ship take the, the crates that were there off and bring them back a lot of work yeah, so it seems pretty easy. You know, it shouldn't be a difficult thing, right? Just a lot of moving things. Yeah, just a lot of moving things, but it shouldn't be difficult, right? So we we get in line. We're in the customs line. We're going through. Um, 
Greg tries to to get us um, into a position where we would make it through, you know, be going unchecked. Because it's like they check they check a couple people and then they like they don't check a bunch of people and they check a couple people kind of like that like yeah. kind of a randomized pattern in that way, so Greg tries to to do that he, uh, he fails his role, <laughs> and uh, so then the customs guards start taking notice of us and then we're getting questions by the customs guard and and we, we, we he kept telling us you know don't say anything don't talk I'm gonna handle this you guys stay cool I'm like all right boss so I let him handle it <laughs> he, he's trying to talk down talk to the customs guy. He uh, tries to, you know, get through, fails the the uh, negotiations with the customs guy, or or uh, deceiving, whatever it is. He fails that role, but he gets a he gets he gets. Not only does he fail the role, but he gets a triumph and a despair. Oh, so um, with a despair, you know, basically something narratively bad will probably happen. Mm-hmm. Um, or if it's like a shootout, your gun might break or something. Something will happen. But if you get a triumph, you can kind of describe what you would like to happen. So he has a triumph and like five advantage and the despair. So with with all of that, you know, he says, like, what I want is for us to get through. Like, they're just going to let us go through this this uh, point. The customs guards are going to let us go through and we can put the um, all that we get the swap on the crates. And then basically and Brian's like, well, no, you failed the role. He's like, no, no. what I want is we're going to do this. And then they're like the custom guard. Custom guy knows something's wrong. He knows something's up. He's gonna let us go though, to, to try and catch us in the act of whatever it is we're doing. But we're gonna they're gonna catch us like afterwards because we're gonna finish dropping off what we do, and then on the way back they're gonna catch us, you know, with that. And, and Brian goes, okay, yeah, that works. That makes Convoluted. sense to me. Yeah, but it makes sense. Like we finish, we we do what we were trying to do. Uh, but we're definitely going to get caught by the customs people mm-hmm. and, uh, and then we get caught by the customs people and we, well, we, um, Sue continues to try and talk, talk her way out of it. It's not working. Um, Navi, like before we even get a chance to like try and talk things out, she's like, I'm, you, you can take me. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm handing over. Mind you, she's the only person, uh, through her magics who can call her weapon. Oh, so if anybody could shoot back, she, she could. Have been able to. If she could, if she would have uh, brought her bow with her. I mean, we were surrounded by guards, so it wouldn't have been like the uh, smartest choice. Suggest, or yeah, a good success chance. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't have been a great chance, but she would have been the one person who who could have gotten an actual weapon to this fight. Whereas uh, the two of us would have had to improvise something. She could have been like Han Solo, never she tell could've. her the odds. She could have, she could have, but she immediately like goes to and gets cuffed. And then, you know, Sue's kind of talking over and she's like, all right, I guess we're going to we're going to go quietly here. <laughs> and so then we got captured and uh, and that's where that ended. Um, we'll find out what happens next. Brian's not really sure because he was he really thought we were going to breeze through this. <laughs> and it just didn't happen. Another exciting cliffhanger <laughs> for GM and party. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so Brian's like, I don't really know what we're going to do. We might do a half and half session next time, but we'll, we'll see. That would um, be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so we're yeah we're in the middle of that so yeah we did that let's see took my side took my car to get get detailed and then friday i went to the monsters game which is a ahl hockey team here in cleveland um there's a really good game monster scored early on and then it got tied and then it was tied for the next two periods and then they won it in overtime nice and there's a couple of good fights Anybody get any teeth knocked out? No, but the one dude got fucking dazed bad. The guy on the monsters and the, and the guy on the other team uh, were kind of back there, and the, the dude from the other team like pushes him, and he turns around, and this was like after um, like refs had had like blown whistles or whatever, because mm-hmm. I think they were all up on the on the goal, so they they blew the whistle, and uh, and and so then the dude pushes him, and I think it was in retaliation for a wicked hit that he took later on earlier on. And so, but the dude pushes the monsters guy. The monsters guy turns around, she says, fuck it, throws his gloves down and just starts wailing on this dude. And like, he, guy has a helmet on still, but that helmet didn't seem to be helping him so much with the, with the haymakers he was so taking. Well for things. But yeah, there's there a couple good fights. And, uh, but yeah, the monsters won that. It was a good time. It was a fun, fun game. Uh, Ray got free tickets over at the aquarium. They do haunt aquarium, which is their version of like boo at the zoo. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess the monsters had sponsored a table there and they were giving out candy, but they also had these vouchers that you could put in a code and get uh, four free tickets. Oh, and it was like to 
two or three different games that they had it offered to, and this was the one that Ray was available to get get to. So he got four tickets for it, and they were in a really good spot. And he said, "You you just you picked your game, and they just gave you four tickets." Hell yeah! It didn't tell you you didn't get to choose where your tickets were. So he assumed that you would have been like up high, but they were really good seats um, in like the corner of the corner, just elevated a little bit. It was it was really nice. So yeah, he got four free tickets, and and he was trying to fill you know fill that all out. And I remember that you had told me you had uh, the lead. So I knew I was like, I, I was thought about asking you. I was like, oh, yeah, you already have something going mm-hmm. on. So you wouldn't be able to go to it. Then you had to end up going to your, your haunt anyways. So, yep, <laughs> it worked out. Yeah. But um, he, he ended up getting a, a fourth person to come with us. It was uh, Ray, uh, my dad, myself, and then uh, friend Joe. Nice. I figured it was going to be Joe. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, it was a good time. It was a good show. Uh, good show. Good good game and uh then well, the fights were a good show probably yeah that that they were that they were then uh saturday my my co-worker had a a, a halloween party on uh you know the weekend after and it was just it was an old like adults party and they were all getting wasted uh and and prior to that he one of the guys had said oh tom has a switch he could bring over the switch you know mario kart or, or smash brothers yeah. and whatnot uh because he was trying to figure out like he was setting up some little stuff here and there he set up uh his playstation with madden and set up like quick quick uh game or something so mm-hmm. like in 15 minutes or so you could blow through a full football oh, game or whatever bad. just because so everything moves quicker and so he, he asked about the switch and was like yeah sure i'll bring it over so i brought over my switch and i set it we, we set everything up and every now and again you see people go outside to play uh mario kart don't drink and drive <laughs> uh or as they called it birio kart yeah whatever whatever you want to call it uh, so basically, if you don't know what this is, uh, you play Mario Kart and you cannot if you you have to finish your beer before the end of the race and you cannot drink while you are driving. You have to come to a complete stop and then you can drink. Um, and you, like I said, you cannot finish before you finish your, before you finish your beer. You have to finish the beer and then you cross the line. So everyone has their own thing. Uh, one guy shotgun a beer. At the beginning, like as soon as the hit said go, he shotgunned his beer and then drove the rest of it. Uh-huh. Uh, he almost won it. He came in second. Uh, but then like other people have their like, oh, I got hit. Let me, I'll just drink right, real quick right now. Okay, I can go again. Yeah. Uh, or you have the people who make it all the way to the end will stop. stop, will try to stop in front of the thing and then chug their beer, uh, which I guess one guy did, but he crossed the finish line before, uh, like whether he got like nudged into it, he what? got hit or he just slid too far or something happened. Uh, but yeah, everyone has their own thing. And I just sit back. Every now and again, people would be like, oh, hey, Tom, yeah, you want to come play? I'm like, I mean, yeah, I'll play, but I don't drink. They're like, oh, right. <laughs> just finish your water in time. <laughs> I was waiting for some. Nobody said that to me, but I was waiting for somebody to say that to me. They're like, ah, I'm like, I mean, so it's up to you. I'll happily play. But if you know somebody else and wants to, by all means, go we'll ahead. We'll give you a gallon of water while we drink like <laughs> oh, 16 Jesus. ounces of beer. I could probably get it done. I could <laughs> I was never able to chug beer. I can chug milk. I can chug water. I would not recommend chugging a gallon of water, but hey, go for it if you want. I've done like half a gallon before. That's very different than a gallon. It is. <laughs> There's a reason why the gallon of milk challenge happens. It's It don't work so well. No, it doesn't. I've never d- gone that far. I've only chugged about a quarter gallon of milk before. Yeah. Well, uh, it doesn't doesn't really sit super well. Uh, and then water, you can actually drown yourself on dry land yeah. with drinking too much drinking too much water over hydration <laughs> um but yeah it was a good time they it was a lot of fun just i enjoyed people watching which was great for that um i, I showed up as peter b parker because i wanted to do something that wouldn't take any effort yeah i had a spider-man shirt i have sweat clothes it worked out great <laughs> well that's like for me for going out to that mike ferranti show i i showed up and or i came back home uh, and i was like man what the fuck am i gonna wear tonight because originally i was gonna go to the john five show and apparently they had sold out so i couldn't go to that but in thinking about that i was like well what's like gothy horror it's like oh i have my old ripped up shirt that wore to mushroom head halloween like five years ago and then i put like rips in it and then put blood stains all along the rips yeah so I threw that on, threw on my suit, uh, and then threw on uh, a bandana with skulls and shit on it, and wore my top hat, and then walked around with a skeleton cane. <laughs> I was like, well, that's gothic-y, but now I'm going to a reggae show. <laughs> I'm still wearing it, fuck it. I'm committed. But so, yeah. yeah. I, I did minimal effort costumes, right. too. Just picked things out of my closet. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that, was a, that was a good time. 
Uh, those just mostly, I, I mean, I, only people I really knew there were the the people from work, and some of them had some entertaining things that they came as. Uh, one of the guys came as somebody else from work, which was great. <laughs> oh, that'd be epic. <laughs> Especially if you know you're going to a work party. <laughs> I mean, he told us what he was doing, and he nailed it. Like He 100% nailed it. Good. It's always uh, good to see that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was a good time. And then uh, Sunday, I went and played Pokemon cards. Pokemon. Over, over at Bex's. With uh, Alex, Brian, Bex. Good turnout. Yeah, it was good. I mean, I showed up a half hour late, so it felt a little bad, but it happens. <laughs> so yeah. so the, the new the new Pokemon cards came out, the uh, Cosmic Eclipse, I believe is what it's called, is the expansion. And I had picked up, this is this all happened on Saturday, I picked up uh, the two decks, and I picked up 14, a total of 14 booster packs. It was two, three packs. Um, and then the elite trainer box, which kind of was telling you before, it's just great at this point because I can store my Pokemon cards in them. Yeah. So I got 14, as, as a total of 14 booster packs, I go, I go to open them. Uh, my first, first one that I opened, the rare card that I pull out of it is the full art of Mimikyu, which there's some, some common Pokemon in the, in this particular expansion that have full arts, two of them. And some of them are really cool. I like the, the Mimikyu one is nice. I really like the uh, coughing one because it's very like coughing. Oh man, it, it it feels metal to me for some reason. Like it's or like punk rockish, I guess. Okay, because it's like black and uh, that purpley color that coughing is, or like like more of a I guess a lighter version of what coughing is. But it's like black and it's all I don't know. It, it, the way it's set up, it, it it just has that like punk rock feel or something to it. So I really like that one. And, and so I pulled, I pulled like, pulled those two. I pulled a second Mimikyu, the, the full art of um, Extra Drill. And uh, <laughs> in the second pack that, that was like, those were all picked from like various packs as I was opening stuff up. The second pack that I opened up, I got a Rainbow Tag Team Charizard and uh, Brazen. The, the, the evolved, like, I think it's the fully evolved version of um, Fennekin. And it, I, I was like, I pulled that, and then as I was opening up other things, I pulled a, a rainbow GX of the Alolan uh, Persian. Oh, <laughs> I got a GX of Flygon. I pulled the other tag. I pulled a, a tag team of the three legendaries from the Diamond and Pearl series, and that that one is I believe that one was regular, and then the other regular tag team that I pulled was uh pinplup and blastoise once again a lot of good cards <laughs> yeah and then and then there's like a tag team trainer card that i pulled um i pulled it's like out of 14 packs i pulled a lot of really good cards yeah <laughs> and i was like cool i can make brian mad now <laughs> time to send him a couple of texts <laughs> so, so i was like i was trying to figure out on saturday i was trying to make sure that we were still doing the pokemon uh day and where we were playing and stuff and i said i was like so where are we doing this and are you prepared to hate me about the new about my pulls on my new new stuff and he's like eventually i was finally it got like where we were going but then he's like what the fuck (laughs) so the mimikyu ones are really cool i was like well i got two i'll trade you one (laughs) (laughs) time to trade our pokemon cards (laughs) i was like so i um i went over and then i I went over to Bex's and I played. I, I just brought the theme decks. So that's pretty much what we were all playing. We were, we're theme decks. Brian had some, like, sli- I guess, slightly modified theme decks. I just brought plain, regular, as is theme decks. Yeah. I had the two new ones and I think the two previous ones. And the two new ones are really good. They are a lot of fun to play. Um, the, the It's Kyogre for one and Groudon, Groudon in the other. Mm-hmm. And um, both of them ha- are really good at moving cards. Um, I think Kyogre moves cards better, but Groudon, the, some of the abilities and stuff that, that the Groudon deck has probably makes it a little bit stronger, but I think both of them are really fun. Um, I played, I would, the first game I played with my Groudon deck, I, I was, I was playing Dan and I played the Kyogre deck first and I, I was playing against Bex. She beat me with, with a Groudon deck. Um, and then I played, I ended up playing the, the Kyogre, well, I played, the, the necrozoma deck i think next and i won with that one necrozoma um, that one beat the the they beat the groudon deck i think but then i i, but I played the the groudon deck versus a dragonite deck from the previous mm-hmm. set and um I, I he pulled out thunderous which really it's 
it's really good against the, the ground on deck because thunderous has a resistance to fighting which is basically all that the ground on deck has in it and but i managed to get i i put out my my palpitoad or something not palpitoad that's the evolved one it's the, the previous the previous one so it's uh the tadpole guy. yeah i know what you're talking about yeah. I, I can't think of the name for the life of me um so i put him out first and groudon was in my back was put him in reserve because i was like well i'm not, probably not gonna get i didn't have enough energies to know that i would get uh be able to use groudon's abilities and stuff so i put him in the back because he was stronger i was like i'm gonna put this guy up here and sacrifice him um which sucks because he had like his evolved forms have some really good stuff on them but uh i, I was like i'm gonna use him as a sacrifice so i do that but in the meantime i also end up working it out that uh through trainer cards i was able to get uh, a gibble uh gibbite and a garchomp and the garchomp in this one isn't the same as the cynthia garchomp from the the one theme deck i don't um, know if you remember that one yeah where you just keep using cynthia's to up your damage yeah it's not that one but he's still good so i i sacrificed that that little guy um and then i put up the garchomp that had one energy on him and then i was getting ready to put a second energy on him on my turn and his ability allows you to do like 80 his attack is 80 damage his ability allows you to do 80 more damage if you have um if you have fewer uh prize cards compared to your opponent uh, so he took a comeback card a, he, yeah he took a prize card because he beat my guy and that was the first pokemon that was beaten so then my guard jump goes up murders his thunderous <laughs> and then just sits there the rest of the game and murders it because you can also like the the attack allows you to um to discard an energy and do an additional like 40 damage or something Ew. but depending again it all depends on what you got going on but i was able to do like double damage to him with a couple of the cards and that guard chomp was clutch for winning that first game understandable so then and then i ended up playing um jordan again with uh we did Groudon on Groudon deck. This is a Groudon orgy, if you will. <laughs> uh, so Pokemon so, orgies. I've yes. seen those online. Yeah. Um, so we, we ended up doing that, and I forget what all I managed. Oh, that time around, I got the that little guy evolved into Palpatone. Uh, and he has like a, an earthquake type ability that also does damage to your um, your bench. So, uh, but I'm so on my bench. I have Groudon. I have Throw. I have Mew and maybe a Gibble. That might have I might have gotten him up to Gabite. I'm not sure. Um, but so I, my Palpatode thing does it does its attack and does like ten damage to everything on my bench. Um, but I think I think it may have killed his Pokemon. But then he killed my my Pal my Palpatode after that. So I put up Throw, who has the ability who does what does he do does he do like an extra 40 damage i think or something if if someone on your bench has damage points interesting so because i put damage on my bench i put him up and now he's doing more damage, more damage. and he basically just won that match nasty <laughs> you know what i was just thinking what i want there to be a palpitode in one of the region specifics like pokemon but be a lightning variant so i can call him palpatine <laughs> well, that's uh brian was already doing that but <laughs> yes you're a damn it your idea makes it even better <laughs> it would be great just need to get a region specific now yes um yeah that was uh that was my weekend this week is looking to be almost as busy <laughs> mine might be because of being on call but other than that i have nowhere near as much as excitement going on this week yeah i got um I'm going to see Tool. I got. Well, I have Tuesday game night. I have Tool, and then uh, I think I'm free until Saturday night when we do the draft. Which, speaking of draft, um, I'm getting booster packs, and hopefully, we'll get be able to get together and do a a draft of our own. Yeah, Friday I have another meeting to go to because I'm a chairperson for this week, so it might not be until Sunday if we do. Okay. But yeah, uh, oh shit, Sunday night is, there's a concert going on. The Cat's Meow and Mayday. I gotta go see Mayday again. They fucking kill it every time they're here. Okay. And the Cat's Meow is my buddy's band, which is also called Wanyama. But when they don't play as Wanyama, they're called the Cat's Meow. All right. And they don't play as Wanyama anymore, so it's always the Cat's Meow. <laughs> Very random. So I guess I do got some stuff going on this weekend. I guess there's another ghost hunt somewhere around <laughs> Saturday, too. I don't know if I'm kind of hooked or not. 
I've been looking at buying spirit boxes. <laughs> it's just another cool implement, and it's only like $50, $60. It's not too bad. Yeah. If I do ghost hunts a few times a year, that's like, it'll pay for itself quickly enough. Or not pay for itself, but lower the dollar amount per use. Right, right. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, and so that's why I really have going on. I've been trying to do some some Digimon and some Darksiders. I thought I was going to beat Darksiders this past week, but then I realized I didn't have time to do much of that. <laughs> yeah, I want to finish the book I'm reading right now, The Celestine Prophecy, because it's really fucking good. Yeah. Got to get that back to Karma, too. Yeah, other than that, shall we move to the news corner? We can. All right, for the news, 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 you can use, use, use. So, I don't know, if you're if you're out there in the internet land and you're wondering what's going on with Pokemon game, apparently everything's been leaked at this point. It's all there. Uh, I've seen a couple different of uh, the evolutions for the three starters. God damn it, every time. <laughs> every time. Where is there even a video on this page? <laughs> right there. Fucking like halfway down the page <laughs> i've been on each of these pages before this podcast even started and there's a spider hanging in front of me that's yeah. why you heard me go earlier oh well i won't kill it but it's not a big one anyway huh. oh now he dropped <laughs> exciting life of samus <laughs> the spider in my face but yeah so there there have been a whole bunch of drops for for leaks and stuff uh including what appears to be the entire pokedex the like 400 pokemon that are going to be in there from previous things and then some of the newer stuff as well as some of the gigamax forms of certain pokemon there are all kinds of different things that were showing up um games are almost out got a another week or so a week and a half damn yeah it is november yeah 15th is when it comes out that and the new star wars game which i pre i'm gonna i have it pre-ordered for my pc because i decided that's where i'm gonna play that one understandable red dead redemption came out on the pc or is coming out on the pc and i might actually pick that up okay but yeah so that's i mean it's it's a lot of leak stuff i don't know that it's really that i have we have enough time here to go over all the pokemon leaked but it was pretty much everything that everyone's been trying to figure out so if you want to know it it's there let's go over to some blizzard news so for starters before we get to blizzcon we talked about this before where deep mind was learning how to play starcraft and was beating some of the players well, apparently it reached the Grandmaster ranking. So good. Which means it's uh, better than 99.8% of the human players. Only 0.2% of humans can beat this thing. <laughs> so that's that's where AI learning is at, if you are interested in knowing that. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to kill us. <laughs> this is where Skynet's coming from. But while, while AI are learning how to play StarCraft, apparently Blizzard learned how to uh, work with its fans, if you will. If only, if only. And uh, they first they apologized. They opened up BlizzCon they, by apologizing uh, over the banning of a Hearthstone player and, and some other uh, multiple Hearthstone players and, and broadcasters who were showing support for Hong Kong. You know, said we could have handled that better and we're, gonna, we're working on, on, on learning better ways of handling these types of things. And then they went off and showed off a bunch of different games that people are, I presume, excited for, like Overwatch 2. Ooh, more lot, Overwatching. Yes. A lot of people like Overwatch. Overwatch 2 is coming um, with some more characters and some new play modes and stuff. Especially the Tau. And then they showed off Di- uh, Diablo 4, which we had previously said they were leaks for. Yes. And turns out it's for reals. And Lilith looks so goddamn beautiful. <laughs> so I'm not, like, not going to lie. I saw the image of it. And the first thing I thought of for some reason was Kerrigan from StarCraft. Oh, no. Yeah, definitely. 100% there. But it's, it's Lilith. I was like, putting putting Kerrigan in, in, in Diablo? What's going on here? <laughs> so then I, I, was, I watched like the, the trailer for it. So it looks really cool. Um, I guess it's very, you know, dungeon crawly, but with a over with a overworld twist. You know, it has a, a big open world area you can you can travel through. And apparently, um, if you don't want to do the story, you can just run around through different dungeons and uh with your friends and have fun nice so, so they're bypassing even having to beat the story yeah apparently <laughs> but you can still play the story and enjoy the story uh they also showed off the shadowlands expansion for world of warcraft and the descent of dragons expansion for hearthstone i think that was all the major things there might have been some other stuff but those are the major ones well diablo 4 is gonna be exciting yeah, um, from what I understand, it'll be out on PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. Okay. There's no release date that I could find yet, and maybe I'm just missing it, but 
as of right now, I haven't seen a release date, but I did see for those systems it's supposed to come out. I don't know about any type of cross-platform play, but I don't know. I might decide to get it on PC anyways because I feel like it'll run a lot smoother oh, on yeah. PC. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially once you get up into the crazy, crazy fucking dungeons with hordes and hordes of enemies. Right. You can uh, utilize that really good amount of video RAM you got. <laughs> right. And, the like <laughs> insane amount of regular RAM you got, and, and actually and the processor, yeah. <laughs> all the cores, <laughs> you'll be good to go. <laughs> that's what that's the main stuff I have for the news corner. I did read that Rage Against the Machine is doing a reunion tour at Coachella. Yeah, that's one of their one of their like four or five stops that they have. Yeah, the headline. Everything is like West Coast. the The furthest east they are getting is like Texas. Damn. Fingers crossed for for Sonic Temple. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Uh, I mean, they if they're hitting Coachella, it means that they're not above doing uh, festival stuff. Uh, I mean, there's a bunch of rock festivals that Danny Weimer's putting on. Mm-hmm. They could they could just run that for for this, uh, the other half of the summer. That would but be it's a like, good middle band. It's like all early spring. Like they, I think their last date is it was like Coachella stuff, and that's like April. I mean, technically, it leaves them open for some uh, some some Sonic Temple and other. I'm, I'm curious to see what they're gonna do um uh, i'm hoping they'll come this way so i get to see them they're yeah. definitely the one of those bands on my list understandable and all the emo kids are extremely happy too oh yeah my chemical romance yep. I, I forgot about the that day one. before yeah the, yes <laughs> i was like i mean maybe they'll come to, to sonic temple but i mean danny also said that's not the vibe he wanted yeah because he's always said he's like i don't really want it to be warp tour mm-hmm. like when warp tour was ending he was like I was never trying to make my own warp tour. Like this was meant to be its own thing. So yeah, standalone one yeah. day deal. We'll we'll see. I mean, that's also like I was really hoping uh, Green Day, Fallout Boy, Weezer concert was going to come this way, but I'm not seeing any dates. Yeah, that hasn't yet happened yet either. Nope, it's uh, Pennsylvania and Detroit are like the closest you're going to see. <laughs> I, I did see a bunch of people like really Weezer's <laughs> opening for Fallout Boy. Well, it's like I, I see like the three big names. I'm like, what is the order? Yeah, like, Fall Out Boy is apparently Hattie? liner. Is it? Headliner. Okay. Well, I don't know if maybe Green Day's above them. I don't um, know, because I know Weezer is opening before Fall Out Boy, for sure. Okay. Is what I've seen from people complaining. No. I mean, I don't... Well, no, all, all those bands seem very equal to me. I mean, Green Day, because I feel like it's been a long, around longer... Although I think Weezer might have them on time. I think Weezer has them on time. T- I just I've, I think Weezer I've, is I've, the oldest. Yeah, but I've known of... I've known about Green Day longer than I've known Way about Weezer. Longer, yeah, that's my feel. Then I'm like thinking about that. I'm like, I think Weezer's been around. Yeah, that's it, it is a little a little weird, but at the same time, I feel like they all have about the same fan group base and size, and, and they definitely meld fan bases. Definitely. Oh yeah. Green Day's 1986. Oh, okay. So Green Day is the oldest. I thought uh, okay. fucking uh, Weezer came around like late 80s too, but they didn't come around until 92. Okay. Green Day was 86. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. I was thinking. Like I said, I. I know about Green Day longer than I've known about Weezer. So like in my head, I'm like Green Day was first. But then I was like maybe Weezer. But I guess I was originally right with what I thought. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think there's anything else I can think of as far as news. Can you think of anything? Those are the only two things I could think of. Okay. For the news, you can use. You know what else you can use? You can use your thumbs to give us reviews on iTunes. Because we can use some ratings. We can definitely use some ratings. Uh, and you can also share us with all of your friends and their friends and their friends' friends and their friends' friends' friends. You can save me anytime you want. <laughs> I was just trying to see how far this went. You could also go to YouTube and find us at Geeks with Issues. That's G33KS with Issues. And go ahead and like some of the videos. We'll probably try to get you some Pokemon out there soon. Definitely. And you can send us an email over at geekswithissues at gmail.com that's g33ks with issues at gmail.com and you can always go on facebook give us a like and write on our wall so we can write on yours definitely leave us suggestions comments hate mail whatever you like whatever it is but with that i think i'll go vaulting over some walls tonight at parkour i'm gonna go and try and beat up wrath oh well don't get too wrathful or else you'll turn to the no, dark side. i'm fury I'm oh, fury. Don't get too furious. Yeah, there you go, you're yeah. going to turn into the dark side anyway. <laughs> you're already on the dark side. I'm already there. I've been there for a long time. They have cookies. <laughs> this is true. And black coffee. It's a better place to be. Right. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.